What to Know podcast explores best practices, innovation, and latest trends with industry experts with an eye toward helping you, the listener, stay ahead of the ever-changing marketing and communications landscape. Good afternoon. This is Aaron Strout, CMO of W2O and host of the What to Know podcast show. And I am sitting here at the Health 2.0 conference. We are live and I'm talking to Robbie Cape. We joked about various pronunciations of his name ahead of time, but he's the CEO and co-founder of a company called 98.6. I'm assuming that alludes to uh, the normal body temperature, um, although we can get into that as we're going along because I'd love to get what the uh, impetus for this is, right? Uh, welcome, first of all. Thank you so much, Aaron. It's great to be here. Well, it's great to have you here. And again, like a couple of our guests today, we kind of caught you on the fly, so didn't give you as much prep as we normally do, but... You and I talked beforehand, and I think we're going to have fun in this conversation. I'm sure we will. So uh, you have an interesting journey, although one I would argue is pretty well suited to the Health 2.0 conference, which is you spent time at uh, this little-known company up in uh, uh, Seattle named Microsoft, right? Um, You were there for 11 and a half years, and then you founded another company in 2005 called Cozy, which if I paraphrase it right, it's almost like a... Google calendaring app for families, helping them keep their medical and other lives uh, organized. And then uh, in 2015, you co-founded this new company called 98.6. So let's talk a little bit about that journey. What took you from the Microsoft days to your current days and spanning the technology into the health focus? There's been absolutely a theme over the course of each of the things that I've been working on. Uh, I spent six years at Microsoft, uh, the core of my time working on a personal finance app called uh, Microsoft Money that helped families manage their finances. And then at Cozy, we were helping families manage the day-to-day chaos of family life, hopefully leading to families having better relationships with each other. And now at 98.6, we are uh, we, we've set the audacious goal of enabling every single human on this earth to have access to basic primary care without needing to make a financial trade-off. And the theme across all of these is this personal drive I have to attempt to apply my entrepreneurial spirit to problems uh, that can make the world a better place. Well. One, I have promised to sign up for this uh, service because it sounds like a very useful service. And I think just to paraphrase, um, it's essentially offering private text-based care via a mobile app. And it's done for a low annual subscription. So I think that covers two things that a lot of people have issues with, right, is proximity to good health care and then cost of good health care. And I think, I don't know what the exact stat is, but I'm going to guess that probably 80% of us have these little things that can be solved pretty easily that we don't need to be tying up a doctor's office or an ER, but either you don't have uh, healthcare and so you end up in the ER or you sort of stall and don't go into the doctor until it becomes something bigger or you say, I'm not gonna worry about that. So this sounds like a great uh, technology. So let's get into that a little bit more and let's talk about sort of this whole idea of, you know, telemedicine and maybe walk us through like a day in the life of if I'm using this, you know, what would this look like for me? I will figure this out by myself when I download it. Um, but imagine that I haven't. And for the listeners out there, what does that experience look like? You can access 98.6 no matter where you are. By virtue of our pricing model, and we offer it at $20 for the first year for unlimited utilization. 
And then uh, we also offer it through self-insured employers uh, at a ridiculously low price for them to deliver to all of their employees and their dependents. And the idea here is that uh, you pay a membership fee and then you have unlimited access. So imagine that you're, you know, you wake up in the morning and you see a rash on your hand and you don't have any time to deal with it and you, um, you get on the bus to head off to work and you're sitting on the bus, you're literally on the bus and you can pull out 98.6 and in less than 10 minutes you can conduct an encounter via text with uh, our automated assistant and ultimately one of our board certified physicians who is a permanent employee of 98.6. The physician can diagnose you and treat you and electronically submit a prescription to you all in less than 10 minutes. You pick up the prescription on your way into the office and you're on your way to health. Not only that, but 98.6 is endeavoring to be there for you both in sickness and in health. So we'll follow up with you to make sure you're getting better. And then we want to be there for you. Even if you have a medical question, you can turn to 98.6. We will reach out to you proactively in time um, to get you engaged in your healthcare because we believe that the more engaged you are in your healthcare, the lower your costs are going to be long-term and the healthier you're going to be. Well, it totally makes sense. I guess let's talk a little bit about what are some of the barriers to adoption. And I think the good news is we have, you know, 5G coming. That should help in some ways. Some of them, I'm guessing, are regulatory, right? So getting people over the hump. And part of that is just behavior and trusting the fact that you can get that same great care, maybe even better care via your smartphone versus having to go into an office or going into an ER. So let's touch on those um, and, and what you're doing to overcome some of those barriers. We, we absolutely believe that we can deliver the, the highest quality of care over this modality. Certainly, there are going to be some issues that we can't address over this modality, uh, but the vast majority can. We're, we're resolving over 95% of cases on a uh, monthly basis, uh, cases that come into the, uh, into the clinic. And, and, and so the issues that come in, we're addressing. Uh, On the regulatory front, no issue. Uh, We're currently available in a total of 26 states states, uh, covering 78% of the U.S. population and will be available in all 50 states by the end of the year. In, In terms of customer habit, it turns out today that 80% of individuals who aren't feeling well, the first place they turn is Google. I was going to say WebMD, but, you know, that's probably where they end up 50% of the time. And when when they go to Google, uh, because Google can't practice medicine, 98.6 is practicing medicine, Google or WebMD has to tell them all of the things that might be wrong with them, even when they include cancer and, oh, by the way, you know, you should actually be dead. I mean... This is what we're dealing with when people have to take it into their own hands. What we want to give them is access, unlimited access, and access from wherever they happen to be. They can be standing in line at a grocery store, and they can access a physician and get a real answer to the issue that they have. They're already turning to technology, so it's a very natural transition. So thank you for that. I guess one of the natural questions I have to ask is, you said $20 for the first year. I'm assuming it goes up after that. 
and the goal is to get people comfortable with it using it but i could see a scale play it does feel like that could get expensive quickly if you get you know some of the some of the patients that are involved in it are heavy users, right? And so, and then obviously physicians don't come cheap or nurse practitioners. So talk a little bit about the business model and how you make that work. It's, it's, it's $20 per year for the first year. Then it goes to $120 a year per year after that. And we which have- Which is very reasonable, by the way. Which is incredibly reasonable. That's, that is, you know, for the 30 or 40% of people who are on an HSA, they're probably spending more than that between 150 and- $200. Um, but that's the direct consumer business. We're, we're really driving this hard through self-insured employers and the rates with self-insured employers are even dramatically lower than what we've just described. The, the way we do this is with very, very deep technology investments. So when you jump into 98.6, you're going to immediately uh, be talking to our automated assistant. Um, the automated assistant is going to qualify you. And then we have trained our automated assistant with machine learning um, as well as with natural language processing technology to conduct a medical interview. Uh, and they conduct that medical interview, medical interview today. Um, in, uh, they conduct the vast majority of that interview. And then a physician joins that conversation focused only on diagnosing and treating you. So what we're doing is we're taking technology and layering it on top of physicians to augment what a physician is capable of doing. In, in today's reality, a physician is capable of taking care of a panel of between 2,000 and 2,500 patients. In the reality of 98.6, uh, currently, uh, our physicians will have the capability of handling a panel of closer to 25,000 patients. And in the fullness of time, that number will even go up. And that's because of the deep technology investments we're making that augment the capability of the doctors so they can focus all of their time exclusively on diagnosing and treating patients. So if I get this model right, it feels a little bit probably at much greater scale, but the dentist's office, right? I go in and I spend 25 minutes with the dental hygienist and then the last three or four minutes with the actual dentist, which gives the dentist the opportunity to spread themselves. In your case, I know you're saying that you get all the information and the doctor is really just there for the, um, the diagnosis, right, which is critical. That makes a lot of sense. And I guess, you know, how do you... I'm guessing because you're just taking information in and you're asking questions, that avoids any issues with the virtual assistants because they're not giving out advice, right? They're just asking questions and making sure that that gets delivered to the doctor. That's right. So we, we have built a very, very strong regulatory muscle within the business. We consider it to be one of the greatest set of, of expertise that we've had to develop. We are licensing all of our permanent physicians um, who, as I said, we hire just like we hire everyone else into the company. We're licensing them in all 50 states. Uh, we're following all of the regulations related to uh, the practice of medicine, telemedicine. All of those regulations are, are covered. And, and you said it exactly right. I mean, ultimately, the physician, the board certified physician is going to diagnose you and is ultimately going to determine the treatment. And that has to happen by a human who is licensed by the state. And that will always be the case. Well, it feels like that must be something that they would welcome because a lot of the other stuff is such busy work 
Um, my guess is, do you deliver this to them like via a tablet or how do they get the, how would the physician actually get the information so that they can then do the diagnosis just out of curiosity? In fact, Aaron, we've built as much technology on our physician facing console. We call it the physician console and it is a comprehensive experience that we've built that enables our physicians to be supremely efficient in how they treat patients. It's not just about giving them an experience that they can be in, um, but it's also bringing them information in the most efficient way. Uh, it's, uh, it's about enabling us to route patients to them in the most efficient way using um, capabilities and operations research. Uh, all of that work that we've done in that physician console uh, ends up driving efficiency. And as you point out, uh, what it, it, it ultimately enables our physicians to focus on what they love to do the most, which is diagnose and treat patients. Uh, and so when you, when you go to a physician and say, listen, instead of only being able to treat, you know, 15 to 20 patients a day, we can enable you to diagnose and treat orders, an order of magnitude more than that. For many physicians, that's magic. And oh, by the way, when you go home, you're not gonna have to worry about charting at night because all of that is gonna be handled for you uh, by the technology that 98.6 has built. Well, it sounds like a dream come true. And I'm gonna double dip on this next question, which is I wanna look out five to 10 years. It feels like one of the things, if we were to marry augmented reality with your service, so doctors have glasses or um, their lenses or whatever, they could actually start to visualize these things so they're not even needing to take a minute to read and they can immediately project and see. What do you see as the future in the next five to 10 years, you know, not just with telemedicine, but sort of beyond that in the, the healthcare industry? Aaron, there are two components or two dimensions on which I'd love to answer that question. Um, on the one hand, I'd like to talk a little bit about what I see uh, in terms of care. As we've noticed with the Apple Watch, and with wearables uh, and with uh, all of these additional devices that people are going to start wearing. You see many booths around us of devices you're going to put in your underwear, devices you're going to put in your pillow. All of these devices are going to be throwing off ultimately gigabytes, maybe even terabytes of information about you. And the big problem is that the technology companies right now that are talking about processing that information are not practicing medicine. And the only way to turn all of that data into advice that's personal to you is going to be through the practice of medicine. 90.6 is, is going to be in, in a wonderful position to be able to build all of the algorithms and the capabilities of processing all that information and bringing it back to you personally in the context of what we know about you medically because you've been a patient of ours for three or five or ten years, we will be able to put all of that data together with our knowledge of you to bring you incredibly actionable advice about you and your health and to enable you to be healthier. So that's sort of the vision on the side of of, of the role of 98.6 in the future. We, we view ourselves as, as a wonderful agri, you know, processor of these gigabytes of information that will be flowing. 
in terms of the the industry, um, we we believe strongly, and it's it's the reason why we've decided to settle on a membership model, which is essentially a capitated delivery model of of medicine. We've decided to settle on on this model uh, because we believe that it is the future of medicine. Um, we we believe strongly that organizations who are delivering care. Uh, need to take some responsibility uh, for managing cost uh, and for taking care of populations. We're incredibly excited about the developments that are happening with accountable care organizations, accountable care networks, uh, are excited to be a part of that. Uh, and we believe ultimately a large number of the issues that exist within our healthcare system and the ballooning costs can be addressed by the organizations that are delivering care taking on risk associated with that delivery by getting paid on a capitated basis. Well, that gives me hope. And so I'm glad we have smart people like yourself that are thinking about these things because right now there are times where it could look a little bleak. So knowing that there are innovations that are coming um, is wonderful. This is the part where we do shift gears a little bit and focus on you uh, more personally. Um, so I like to ask three questions to all our guests. They're sort of more traditional questions, but tell us something about yourself that people would be surprised to know or maybe that people don't know about. Every single person I tell is surprised uh, to know that I knit. Uh, my grandmother taught me how to knit when I was seven. I picked it back up uh, when I moved out to Seattle with my then fiance. Of course, the first thing I knit was for her. Um, I've knit for um, several of the people um, on my team. I've knit for our chief marketing offer, uh, officer, uh, Sam Bergen. I'm currently in the midst of uh, knitting a sweater for another member of our team. Um, I, I love uh, knitting for the people who I adore. Uh, it's a wonderful way for me to say thank you to them. And it's also something that I can do, believe it or not, uh, you know, while I'm watching the football game, uh, you know, there's a lot of time in, bet in between plays. And so there I is. Knit. And I, so, A, I love that. My father-in-law actually knits and taught my wife to knit. And it is weird that it's such a seemingly female dominated uh, activity where really it's a very, I think, cathartic. You could do amazing things with it and very practical. Right. So, yeah, I'm an engineer at heart. So and I grew up as an engineer. Uh, and it, um, I like to build things, so I get to build things in my it's free the time. The ultimate way to build things. It's That's like right. sort of the early 3D printing without having to use the 3D exactly. printing piece, right? Uh, so the next question is finding out about smart people like you, and what do you read, and what inspires you? So any books that you've read or listened to over the last year or two that you'd like to share? I, I I've read. It's actually a, a recent book, very interesting. Um, the the author is Harari. Uh, the book is Sapiens, and it walks through the history of humankind. And there are several just enlightening insights about what, how we were built, why we were built the way we were built, how we have evolved, and what differentiates us from so many of the other organisms that live on this planet. Uh, it's, it's a little bit of a, of a uh, it's, it's an intense read, uh, and I, um, I, I, I deeply enjoyed it. it. It opened up my eyes uh, to, to 
why we're all here and what we're here to accomplish. So on the lighter side of things, uh, I always like to find out if you've got something that's meaty and heavy like Sapient. Uh, you, you said that I think you read something recently that was uh, a little lighter. Talk about that. In between each of these uh, sort of deeper, more intense books that I've been reading recently, uh, I, I tend to relax with the Gabriel Alon series that, that is written by Daniel Silva. I mean, you can literally, these are the books that you can pick up, you know, as you're walking through the airport. Uh, and over the past year, mostly because my father urged me to, to, to read the 16th book. I was like, there's no way I'm starting with the 16th book. I have to go back to the first book. And so for the last year, I've been making my way through the series. You know, this guy, Gabriel Alon, is a member of the, the Israeli Secret Service. And it's all of the things that he has to do to keep uh, the world safe. Uh, and they're very, very light and uh, quick read. So I have fun with that. So sort of the Israeli version of James Bond, right? It probably predated James Bond, and then Ian Fleming knocked that it That is exactly the right analogy. He is the Israeli version of James Bond, who seems to get himself out of no matter what situation he finds himself in. Uh, so wonderful books. I highly recommend. The last question, which is always one of my favorites, is imagine you're on this proverbial deserted island. You can only bring one album with you uh, to listen to on repeat. Which album would that be and why? Again, this is going to be an answer that is likely to surprise many of your listeners. I don't even know if they can find this album. The, the album is... Uh, the, the singers are the Yeshiva Boys Choir. And uh, the album is YBC Live. It is music... It's a bunch of kids who are singing these Hebrew songs. And it puts a smile on my face every single time I hear it. It reminds me of my childhood um, at, you know, at Jewish day school. It reminds me of Israel, and I'm, I'm a, a lover of, of Israel. Uh, and I can sing along, which is wonderful. Uh, and probably best of all, the thing that is most wonderful about it is it drives my kids crazy when I listen to Yeshiva Boys Choir. So I would absolutely play that over and over again because I'm alone on the island. I don't get to play it all the time when I'm with my family. Well, I like that answer for two reasons. One, I love obscurity. And two, a lot of it, you know, when people have a hard time answering it, it's like, I actually don't really care what the album is. It's more what's your thought process. So clearly you thought a lot about that, and I love the fact that it brings a smile to your face. Uh, so thank you for giving us that, that uh, in-depth. So um, this is Aaron Strout, CMO of W2O, host of the What to Know podcast. I've spent the last 25 minutes here at Health 2.0 with Robbie Cape. Some people call him Robert Capay, but I like to go by his real name. Uh, 98.6, he's the CEO and co-founder. And just as a point of clarity, it's the number nine, eight, and then P-O-I-N-T, and then the number six. So if you're Googling them, I'm sure you can find them. I will be personally trying the app. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you so much, Robbie, for taking the time. Aaron, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Want more episodes of What to Know? We post a new episode every Thursday. Subscribe on iTunes, the podcast app, the Stitcher app, or Spotify, and view the podcast page at w2ogroup.com slash whattoknow.